Hello and welcome to another episode of the Leo Alves podcast and in today's podcast episode I'm very excited because I have a one-to-one online fitness member with me and good friend Anka. She's been on the podcast a few times before now so she's no stranger to this. Um, We could do like a I guess a quick introduction assuming we're going to assume the listener has listened to perhaps previous episodes with you so we'll do like a a brief 60 second introduction um who you are what you do where you're from where you're from and then uh, we can go from there 60 seconds okay uh i'm i'm anka i'm 34 i think or 35 i stopped counting after 25 so i think i'm 34 um i live in london i'm originally from romania i hate the british weather uh, I have a cat. I work in in IT, I think, mostly from home. And I think that's it. And I'm going to have a wedding this year. My wedding this year, not a wedding. My wedding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so I'm preparing for that as well. How has the preparations been going? I think I'm done. I think. I don't know. Every week something new appears and I'm like, come on. I, I really don't want this. Leave me alone, people. Um. I think now I'm done. I think my boyfriend needs to buy the suit and the shoes and whatever else he needs. And then we're done. And I'm never going to have another wedding. Enough. <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> enough. Yeah, it does sound good. Uh, so uh, I know you brought your dress already, right? I did, yes. Last year in July. Yeah, it was very, very early. But yeah, I bought it. Um, I actually have a fitting next week, Tuesday. Okay. So, yeah. And how how are you feeling about that process? The fitting process. Yeah. Well, she's just gonna adjust the length for now, not everything else, just the length because it was huge, it was double my height. So this is what she's gonna do now. And then everything else, like the back and everything else, the straps, she's gonna adjust maybe May, June, something like that, closer to the wedding. Okay. And in within this like wedding preparation, is there anything that's been like as you've been going through? preparing it is there anything that, that you've been like whoa never in a million years did I have to did I think I have to think about sorting that out for a wedding but I guess I do yeah the budget will go crazy okay. <laughs> so we started with something and then it doubled and I'm pretty sure it's gonna triple <laughs> so and it's in Romania and it's not in I don't know in Dubai in but yeah, these are the prices now. These are the prices. But it's a once in a lifetime. I even told my boyfriend, even if we ever split up, I'm never going to have another wedding. Goodbye. That's it. One for life. <laughs> I'm Is done. It, so I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be a big one. It's not a very big one. It's 100, 110 maybe people. Okay. It's not huge. I mean, for Romania, we usually have like close to 200 people. But I didn't really want too many people. I actually wanted people who are my friends, my close family, not just everyone, like all my neighbors and all my mom's neighbors and things like that. Um, So 100, probably. We have on the list 125. And usually it will go down to 100 because people will not come. So, yeah. So it's not that big. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's... uh, I really do hope I can come, as you um, just for context, I was invited as well, and I really do hope I can come. But again, for extra context for the listener, just it's a bit tough to give a straight answer right now, just because 
me and my wife were sorting out her visa and while we're sorting that out she can't leave the country so yeah it's a bit of a tough one but i really do hope we can come because i think it's going i know it's going to be amazing it's going to be a day that you'll remember forever and i, I really do hope i can be a part of it um yeah with that said how how have also, you i'm not gonna trek calories in my wedding so if you come <laughs> you don't <look> at me. <laughs> you're not looking at me Absolutely, I'm absolutely gonna help not. <laughs> I, I won't be tracking my calories that day either. So, yeah. have um, I was gonna say so with the wedding and a lot of your fitness journey, I would say maybe within the part a good few months now, maybe uh, maybe much longer than that, maybe close to a year. I feel like a lot of what we've been doing within our fitness journey has been just with the wedding in mind. And I feel like it could be quite cool just to say, how have you been feeling with, uh, or that nicely brings us up onto the topic of how have you been feeling with your fitness journey? I, I could say, let's say over the past few months. So maybe since like October, November, and I know the days can sometimes blur into one. So if you need a small reminder of what we've yeah. been doing exactly, then you can just let me know. But yeah, how how would you say everything's been going recently? I think everything was really, really good. I mean, Okay, in December, I went home for two weeks, I think, or three weeks. And I came back with almost two kilos, something like that. One and a half, two kilos. But it was fine. I, I didn't restrict myself. I didn't feel like, oh, I'm in prison. I'm not going to eat this. I'm not going to eat that. And you know what I love? I love to see that I'm maintaining my weight. And I love to see those progress pictures. When I look at them, they're like, oh, hello. Because I don't always notice the difference, especially month to month. I don't notice the difference. But then I look at pictures from well, now compared to, I don't know, October. I'm like, oh, yeah, I can see the difference. I can actually, even though I don't see it on the scale, I see it in the progress pictures. And that's that's amazing. And I think that's my biggest win in all this uh, journey that I'm now able to maintain it. Because I was never able to maintain it. Yes, I followed diets and they worked for a month, two months, three months, whatever never managed to maintain anything mm. and for me this is like wow how how did that happen <laughs> yeah yeah you know you've crushed it and i was going to say one thing that i feel like you've done tremendously well that i think could be really cool to speak about um because i'd love to hear what your your thoughts as well is and this is something that the progress pictures or scale doesn't show but it's how much how how much faster your metabolism is nowadays yeah, and, it and is. I, I remember you, you said you used to say you have a slow metabolism. Yes, because I followed all these million crazy diets. And then, yes, I lost weight, a lot of weight. And then I gained it all back, plus more. And then I said, okay, the only reason is because I have a slow metabolism. But I didn't do any tests or anything. It was just my assumption because I didn't know. We're not educated on this thing. We were not. We don't do health education or nutrition education in Romania. Um, so I didn't really know. I said, okay, that's the reason. I'm going to mm. live with it and that's it. But now I'm looking at it. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> it's not my metabolism. It was my my lifestyle. It was my, all my poor choices and everything that I was eating and not exercising. So yeah, my metabolism is fine. I'm, I'm always surprised to see it. 
Oh yeah, because just for context for the listener, they're probably thinking, well, what's going on? So we initially, when we started together for the first while, we embarked on a fat loss journey. I think you lost about just over 10 kg and your calories got down to about, I would say the lowest it went was maybe about 1,700, 1,800 from the top of my head. Uh, This was a while ago. And since then, we've been slowly increasing your calories over time. And I think and I, I, I say I think because during January, we went on like a mini cut on the back of the December period. But for the longest time, you were consu- I think you were eating and drinking about uh, 2,400 at the highest, 2,300 calories daily. And yeah. your scale weight was like mostly maintaining throughout that time. Yeah. And that just showed yeah. how much faster your metabolism got. The fact that you could eat 2,000, close to 2,400 calories daily on some days and and your 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 scale weight wouldn't bump up or it would bump up very minimally minimally and when that was happening my assumption was that it, it was muscle mass judging from the po- progress pictures not fat gain um it just shows that was literally the concrete evidence as to how much faster your metabolism got which i feel like not enough people speak about during a fat loss journey or during a fitness journey even uh, to to get to this point and just be able to eat this much and therefore have a i think a better quality of life because they can enjoy more food now without worrying yeah yeah and this is going back to my point that we're not educated i mean we have in school so many subjects like i don't know biology and everything and math and everything but we're not educated in simple things like nutrition fitness health what the body can do not all the skeletons and oompa loompa just actual things that we need in life we're not educated in those it's sad. And okay, now we have the internet, we can look for articles, we can search, but you don't really know what you're searching for, or if the source is true or not. That's why I follow your content. (laughs) You save me, I don't need to search for stuff. I follow what you say. But it's complicated sometimes. I mean, for someone who's starting the journey now, with all the million articles that are online, and people who say, okay, cheese is good and another article okay cheese is not good okay chocolate is good chocolate is not good and then what do you think what do you say about that it's a bit crazy i think we need more education on especially on nutrition yeah yeah you covered two really good points there the first thing yeah education in schools i don't i have no idea what it's like nowadays to be honest but when i was growing up as well all i remember learning about really was the food pyramid which looking back i don't feel like I don't know what it was like in Romania. I'm talking about growing up in London, but in London, I remember growing up and learning about the food pyramid. And looking back, number one, that food pyramid wasn't very good. And number two, I don't feel like you left kind of learning much. It could have been just because I didn't really pay attention either. But yeah, it just, I feel like it's, as you said, you're so right. It's such an important subject for life. Just mm-hmm. knowing, just yeah. nutrition, good nutrition. It's basic. To, everyone eats and yeah, yeah it's just a second thought it's an afterthought it's it's every all the other subjects which you know they're important too but more important than nutrition i, I don't know so yeah it's an interesting one and, and this is something i've thought about before and i guess i could probably speak about it more but then again the only thing that puts me off is i it could be in a good place now i i don't know i, I don't know what it's like in schools nowadays I don't think it is. No, probably. My assumption would be it's not very At good. Least in Romania, no. We don't have anything about 
health about nutrition. Okay, we have the general things like, I don't know, wash your hands, things like that. Mm. I am talking about real things, actual things that will help you in life. Because to be honest, how many times did you use algebra <laughs> in life? You did, I didn't. I, I don't, I, that's why I have my phone. I don't use stuff. But I would like to learn about, I don't know, fats and carbs and sugar and everything. It really helped me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And Maybe you, we'll some, you should uh, go teach at a university some nutrition courses. Why not? You should do that. I was invited a while back to do a presentation to a sixth form class oh. about nutrition i can't remember what, what this was i'm talking 2020 so it's not a 2024 now um and that never ended up happening because i think this was around the time covid was it was going to be over online anyway um so it could have still happened even with covid and this was when i was living in japan and it was for the sixth form i used to go to in south london and um, but it didn't end up happening i can't remember why i think you know just too many things were up in the air with, during the covid period and yeah. You know, schools were opening and then closing and then closing and then opening and, uh, so yeah it, that didn't end up happening but I, I wouldn't mind i don't i don't know about a university level because uh, you know th that's where it gets like very specific but yeah i think on a general level i could definitely i happy yeah. to, to do something like that but then again that's why i have that book that i'm writing yes come on write it <laughs> <laughs> give it to me yeah i'm i'm excited to uh to so um, I finished the first draft and I'm proofreading it right now. So I'm excited to get uh, some people to proofread it and an editor to look over it as well. But I feel like anyway, you I don't want to speak too much about myself. I feel like um, you bring up another. No, no, no. I'm interested about your book. But okay. What was it <laughs> you ask about? When the are you going to publish it? My aim is to publish it before the end of this. Before december arrives because in december i'm going i i plan on going back to the uk as long as everything goes to plan just to visit for the month i've got a wedding there as well um okay and uh, i'll probably celebrate christmas there too with some family so my aim is to go back to england in december to visit for maybe about two weeks and i want to have my book out and selling before i get there so that's my aim so anytime so between now and there, what's that so you can bring it to me when you come I can, to I can, I'll, yes. and I'll, I'll, I'll sign it as well as you asked for. But yes, just for context, uh, for the listener, it's going to be a book about everything about fat loss for the everyday person. It's not very long. It's about, according to one of the websites, it's about a two-hour read. So yeah, anyone can get through it pretty quickly if uh, you, I guess, dedicate a short chunk of time. But yeah, I'm trying to, I'm very excited. It's my first book. So I'm, I'm just learning with everything that goes through it. And I, I I know you enjoy reading as well, and I feel like my mind's going in so many different directions. <laughs> things I wanted to ask you, but you brought up a really good point as well. Before I forget, I want to say is that I feel like nowadays there's so you said there's so much information online that it feels almost overwhelming, and you don't know who to believe or what to listen to or what's the best or what's the worst or what you should do or what you shouldn't do. And because I was having this conversation recently, and the reason why that stood out to me was because me and another coach were saying, do you think it's the best it's ever been or is it like the toughest it's ever been? Because on the other hand, you know, when I guess me and you were growing up, we, they're, they're, like, it wasn't a question of, like, it was almost the opposite. It was like, you know, there was still a good amount of information, but accessing them wasn't as easy. Yeah. So you had to go and seek out books or you had to go and seek out magazines, which I remember buying a lot of magazines when I was growing up. Or you had to, or it was word of mouth. And the thing with that is 
there was nothing within that moment to verify whether or not this was good. You could only kind of figure out or verify, oh, wait, this is actually good through, I guess, trial and error. Yeah. yeah. Whereas yeah, now it's like the opposite direction. Like there's so much information. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I don't even know what to trial and error now. Yeah. And also with everything that's promoted with the, I don't know, even on TV, the series, the Netflix and influencers and all, everything, people are falling for those. And I'm going back to what I said, because we don't have that education. Because I think if we had that education, nobody would fall for the Oompa Loompa on Netflix or the influencer on Instagram or something. No, seriously, they won't, because we would have the basics, at least, at least the basics. Yeah. But yeah. Netflix is like the worst place for nutrition documentaries. Nutrition. And I play the term yeah. nutrition documentaries very loosely because I've seen one of them or two of them and it's terrible. And in fact, I, I would go as far as saying they do brainwash people. Um, just the fact that I don't know if you've ever seen my post about um, talking about one of the points that it made in one of the documentaries saying that eating an egg is as bad as smoking five cigarettes. Yes, I yeah. saw that. Yes. <laughs> People, the thing is, I got comments about that in which people were saying that I was wrong. So it, it's that. Based how, on what? It's, what was that? Sorry. Based on what? Why are you wrong? Did no, they give you? They're convinced reason? from what they saw from the documentary that eating an egg is as bad as five cigarettes, on like on the negative effect that it has on your body. But this it just blows my mind. So it, yeah, it just it does it just shows how much it can i guess with because these documentaries present it with a lot of confidence you know they've got a they've got a, a good sized budget so they can make it look yeah. very convincing the editing is like amazing and with those two things i guess that's enough to and an outlandish claim is enough to i i like convince anyone who is perhaps not very educated on the subject just yet um but yeah what's yeah. your opinion on on a, would you say it's and i guess you've kind of said it but with the points that we've brought up, would you say that trying to access information nowadays in regard to nutrition is better than it was maybe 15, 20 years ago? Or would you say it's more challenging? But to be honest, I don't think I was accessing nutrition books or anything when I was 10 years old or 15 years old in Romania. I No. So mm. it's definitely better now in a way because we have access to something but you still need to be careful. Hmm. And okay, now I know what to look for because I have you. <laughs> but I don't know. If you don't really have the guidance, you might fall into, into a annoying trap or something. Yeah. yeah. It's better. It's better that we have information and it's there. You can just Google it and it's there in a second. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it could be bad. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, uh, and you know, on the topic of your journey, um, I think it would be really good to to get speaking about that again. One question I want to ask you is: when we first, so we're, we're thinking back a while now, when we when I first started increasing your calories, when we were kind of done with fat loss, and we did like a maintenance phase, and then I started increasing your calories for the first time. Totally honest, what was your reaction to that? I didn't want to do it. No, I was scared to do it. I thought I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back and start again because this is what I did in the past. I was following a diet and then start eating normal, well, normal, whatever I was eating before the diet and then go back to the diet. So I said, no, 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 I don't want to do this. No, let's stay here forever. 
I was scared. I was really scared. I, and I think, you know, I increased it very, very slowly. And it was really hard for me with maybe 50 calories now, 10 calories now, 10 calories now. So it was very, very progressive. <laughs> yeah, I was scared. I'm not anymore. Maybe sometimes. I still have sometimes my tiny brain who tells me, oh, come on, stop eating. And I'm like, chill. I'm in the calorie range. I can eat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because uh, I do remember when I first increased it, I think from like 1700 to I've been like 1850. I remember, yeah, you were doing, you. it wasn't like an instant thing. It was like you were, I noticed you had increased it by like 20 calories. And at first I didn't mind, but I remember after a while, like I was like, Anchor, come on, like we need to do this. Like we need to increase it. We, we're more than ready for it. We're no longer in a fat loss phase, you know, worst case scenario. And this isn't going to happen, but let's say you do gain excess fat again you now know how to lose it um what was because the thing is i know you said you were feeling quite worried and to be fair at the time you didn't really say much about that and you kind of eventually did turn around and you're like okay i'm going to do this and you did do it and you were consistent with it what do you think it was like mentally what thought process was it where you were like actually i'm, I'm going to do it like what was that fact what was that moment for you like Exactly what you said before, because now I know what to do. If I gain fat, fat, I know what to do now. So exactly that, because you told me several times and then finally I reacted. I said, yeah, that's true. I know now. And I know how to take care of myself and my body. So, okay, even if I gain one kilo, I can lose it if it's fat. <laughs> that, was the, that was the turning point. But it was hard. I think it took me a month. To increase the calories more or less yeah it was hard to go back to and to actually understand that this is a lifestyle now it's not something that like you said you're not going to be losing fat forever because then you're going to disappear <laughs> you told me this once i was like yeah true i'm gonna disappear so yeah but it's good now yeah and um could i i'm curious and i don't know if you'll be able to remember because like you said it was kind of a process that happened quite slowly and when these things happen quite slowly you don't really realize it's happening but do you feel like there's a difference in the way you feel physically potentially mentally too uh, with your calorie intake being in like the low to slash mid 2000s compared to let's say 1700 where it was before mm, 1700 that was four years ago I think, yeah, I, probably, probably, maybe three. Because we started in 2020. Yeah, but I, I, I and I, we, yeah, I, I, we're thinking out loud here. Yeah, we started in 2020, but I feel like your fat loss journey only came to an end early 2021. And, would have, and when it came to an end was would have been when you were at your lowest intake, um, which was, I think, about 1700. Um so you, you, I don't want to put words in your mouth. Would you, do you remember, do you feel like there's a difference or was it just too long ago? It's kind of tough to compare. I think the biggest difference is that I can feel when I do the workouts that I'm stronger. And I didn't, I, I was okay with the 1700, 1800. I was okay with that as well at that point. But I'm okay with more food now. I'm, I think I'm, I'm just stronger. That's what I think. 
I'm mm. stronger. I don't really remember how I was back then. It's very blurry, especially 2020 for me. It's very blurry in my head. And I think it's for everyone. But I can definitely feel that, that I'm stronger and I'm making progress and I'm trying to progressively overload when I can. And yes, I think I can't do that if I stay in a calorie deficit forever. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, uh, progress is much easier to come by during workouts when you are um, eating and drinking more calories. So yeah, what you said there is is definitely um, going to be the case. Uh, on the note of workouts, how are you finding your workouts nowadays? I love them. I love them. So I have uh, one for at home workout, one for the gym at my workplace, and then the other gym. I like it. I really like it. It's a good combination of all the equipment and everything. I really like it. I'm trying to progressively overload as much as I can, whenever I can. Sometimes I feel lazy, and I, I know when I feel lazy. I just don't increase the weights because I don't want to change the weights. That was something I have the bar for a long there. time as well. I have the bar there with the weights. I'm like, ah, I'm not going to change. No, no, no. Let's just do this. I'll increase it next week. <laughs> it's not because I can't lift or something. It's because I'm too lazy. Yeah. There, I said it. That was my secret. <laughs> I remember for a while, I was like, there was a period where, a period of time I remember, I was looking at this and I was like, hold on a minute, Anka, you're doing the same weight every week. We... <laughs> you need to start progressively overloading. And then I think it was, I, I, and I think I needed to say it twice before. And then you were like, okay. And then that's when I, I think after I said it a second time, that's when you really started to, to be consistent with it. But props to you for finally doing that because yeah, it's going to, at the end of the day, progress can only really happen on the back of progressively overloading. Uh, yeah. Is there a specific exercise that you're enjoying a lot right now? Right now, I'm working on my chin-ups with the assisted chin-up. How's and that? I, I decreased the weight again last week. And my body hurt for three days because of that. <laughs> but it's good. It's good. I want to do... I think I should set an, a goal. I want to do one chin-up by the end of August. Can mm -hmm. I do that? What? It's too early. For context, someone might be listening and thinking, decrease the weight. Surely that's not what you want to do. No, in, in regard to the assisted chin up, when you decrease the weight, it gets more challenging because um, then it's holding you up less and supporting you less. So, yeah, we can. Um, it, it seems like you're pretty close to already not doing any of the stack. Uh, stack. I think it was only you're only using about 14 kg to lift you. 18, 18, 18. I think so, 18. 18 or 16, but yeah. Yeah, something along those lines. So yeah. we're pretty close to doing a bodyweight one, and there's no reason why uh, we can't eventually get to a bodyweight one by the time you said. Um, you know, it's just a question of just keep turning up and keep being consistent with it and and eating a good amount of calories as well. Yeah, um, so yeah. yeah we'll 100% get there. because and, and you kind of, I guess, answered the question because I wanted to ask you, is there something specific? Because I'm going to make you a new workout plan. Um mm -hmm over the next few days at the time of recording this, is there something like an, a specific goal you want to work towards and focus on during uh, for this next workout plan? I don't know. I think, I think that's my biggest goal. I want to do that. I really want to do that. And I'm going to feel myself when I do it for the first time. I'm going to keep it somewhere safe. I don't know, I'll probably need to decrease the weights more for the chin-ups uh, next month. 
and then go from there and see so how it goes. The chin-up is the one that you want to keep working towards most? Yes. Okay. Yes, 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 yeah, yes, we'll, yes. we'll keep doing that. I've got like loads of uh, chin-up variations in my head that we can uh, practice within this next um, this next workout plan that we're going to do. Uh, on that on that note, was there anything else you wanted to to mention about training or nutrition before? Um, I think that was everything I had. My biggest complaint is that we don't have education, but yeah, that's there is nothing we can do right now. Well, you can, I can't, <laughs> but you can. Just out of curiosity, does is there? Because I know sometimes in workplaces, like workplaces, come with like some sort of courses, etc. Maybe, maybe this is a bit of a long shot. Is there any sort of, sort of like type of nutrition information provided in the workplace, or like as a that you can like find or get or or do or something they might pay for no if it is it's very well hidden i mean it's not advertised like everything else because i know so, some workplaces have like a lot of perks maybe i don't really know mm, okay um all right well okay. a good idea i should look for that i'll, I'll see monday could, could be worth checking out uh, yeah. was, there, was there any uh, any questions you wanted to ask me before I thought winding down this podcast. Um, yes, I wanted to ask you if you weren't a fitness coach, what other career would you choose? Oh yes, this is the question that you asked me a while back. <laughs> so yeah. just for context, we actually me and and Anka we were recording this podcast episode back in December, um, and uh, and it did not go well just because that day I had food poisoning and I thought I was well enough to go ahead with it, and then like 15, 20 minutes into the call. I felt like I was about to pass out and and it was exactly when she asked me this question. So I just got the flashback and uh, yeah, it was exactly when you asked me this question and I was like, what was that question she asked me again? So I'm happy that you've asked me here today where I can answer it now um, and I'm feeling much better. Uh, so what would I be? I feel like I would have definitely gone into something that involves languages and I was actually very close into pursuing that as well. I remember I had, um I applied for two six forms when I was choosing my six forms and one was to do sports related course which is what i ended up doing but there was another sixth form that i had also applied for in which i selected french and spanish instead so very different and i only ended up picking the sports related place because number one it was a better place for studying just in general like it had more good reviews that sixth form um yeah there, there were just much better reviews for it compared to the other one whereas the other one was a bit like mm, it was okay but didn't have the best reputation um, in some aspects um, and I knew some people that were at that sports in the sixth one where I did do a sports related course so that kind of just swayed me over so yeah but I was very close to just going into a career that was to do with languages so I'd have probably just ended up really be trying to become a, a polyglot <laughs> really hard and probably do something along those lines sorry how many languages do you speak oh now now I I, I would say I can only speak Portuguese and English. I can understand Spanish. Uh, I can read Spanish as well. I, I wouldn't say I can speak Spanish. Um, and then you've, you've obviously you've got the languages from the same family tree that I can always get the gist of. And like Japanese? And Italian. Japanese is going well. I go through phases of it where sometimes I'm very consistent with my studying. I would say I've been a bit more consistent than usual recently. But then there's also phases where I could do a lot more. I'm always doing something like five minutes a day. 
or 10 minutes a day at least, but I always try and right now I am doing more than that. Um, in fact, I had a language exchange call with a Japanese friend today who's studying Portuguese. So I speak in Portuguese to, we do Portuguese for half an hour and then we do Japanese for the other half um, or attempt to do Japanese, uh, I should say, because I would say my understanding of, I can get the gist of things like conversations depending on what's being spoken about. Um, you know, if it's like a conversation maybe about, I don't know, the political landscape, in um, Myanmar, I, I might not understand what's going, what's being spoken about, but, you know, in more everyday conversations, I can definitely have a good yeah. idea of what's being said. In regard to responding, I probably could respond if it's not longer than a sentence. So it's the speaking that's the hardest part for me. Yeah. But um, the, the sometimes I'll be watching like a, a movie or a series that's in Japanese and I'm like, I can't believe I just understood that understood that entire conversation and I didn't need to read the subtitles. So there is like pleasant surprises sometimes. And the reason why I mentioned that is because I feel like it can link it to a fitness journey a bit um, in which day to day, I'm like, oh, I'm working at this. And I'm like, I feel like I've been studying this for a while now, but I feel like I'm hardly making any progress. Like, like I, I just had a like a, a 20 minute conversation in which I, I barely felt like I could respond. And I had to keep saying, sorry could you say that one more time because I couldn't understand it and uh, and then you know there's days like that but then one day out of the blue I'll be I'll be with a friend and then and maybe they'll be or I'll be speaking to a Japanese friend and they'll say like an entire thing to me and I'll be like I just understood that entire thing and I managed to respond and then out of the blue I'll be like whoa I definitely am making progress so it, it's like related to a fitness journey in that way in which I've observed so I try to remind myself what I t try and tell uh, the one one the, the one to like the one-to-one -one online fitness members group as well sometimes it's like you know it is coming just you know progress is happening though today it might not feel like much but you know you take a step back sometimes and you'll be pleasantly surprised um I'm still working at that like my goal is to what I would really love to do, um, and I, I feel like I'm speaking a lot more than I want to be speaking right now for a podcast episode, but I'd love to, like, when I next go back to Japan, um, whenever that might be, I'm hoping next year, I want to go back for, like, two months or something, three, maybe three months if I really can, and uh, with my wife, of course, and I would love to, like, just do, make a, a video that involves maybe speaking to Japanese locals, maybe their view on something nutrition and training related, of course, mm -hmm. uh, try and like think of something that I could do there and then have like the translations in the subtitles, because of course I can always just, you can understand a person to a deeper level when you're, when you're hearing it in their native language. Yeah. yeah. So I, can, I could, I feel like I could do a lot more if I'm really understanding the person in their native language. So, uh, like anyway nothing's set in stone but that's just like ideas i have bouncing around my head exciting plans i like them yeah yeah so yeah and, and yourself how many languages can you speak english romanian i was able to speak french at some point i was actually pretty good in high school but then i never practiced it so i think it's lost um i can understand italian spanish everything that's very similar to romanian that's it yeah sometimes romanian is like a, romanian is like i think more it's from the same tree language tree yeah i think it's a bit more distant from the other ones though but yeah sometimes there are things in romanian i hear and i'm like why did i understand that just now even though i've never studied any romanian in my life ever so yeah it's quite interesting how it works right it's very similar to Italian, very similar to Spanish. Um, the problem with Romanian is the grammar. The grammar is very hard, apparently.
hmm. or non-native speaker? I'll be honest, one thing I thought about, uh, there's been many times as I've been studying Japanese and I'm like, you know, when the day does arrive where I'm like, okay, you know what, I feel like I'm I'm done studying Japanese like I, I was, because I feel like I've reached a level in which I'm quite happy with. I'm going to pick something like French next because... Go for because, German. Or, or just something my, like with the same alphabet, with a similar grammar because to a language I already speak because doing an entirely different alphabet with entirely different grammar for like a, it's achievable but this well this takes forever so the next one i want to do is just something that's much easier to learn and much closer to um to my native tongues uh, native languages so um yeah that's just something i thought french french is simple the grammar yeah. is very very simple i think i would french it would probably be something like french maybe german yeah whatever whatever but you know what the thing is with french and we've gone like we're going on a huge tangent here but i'm enjoying it the thing is with french is my french accent is terrible i can't maybe it might be a question of, of practice but when i used to try and do different when i was studying french at school everyone used to say i just sounded portuguese i just sounded like a portuguese guy it. speaking french don't, don't push a fake accent don't I, don't do that it's maybe. not yeah it's not even trying to push it it's just it just i don't know it just sounded terrible but you know that's no reason not to try i know it's try, but i have, I have romanian laugh. accent in english so we all have accents it's fine as mm -hmm. long as french people understand you i remember exactly. when i went to exactly. paris i spoke in french and they understood me and i was like ooh, <laughs> 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 yeah, how, french. That's one thing I wanted to actually was there anything you wanted to say before I asked the, the final no, question I had in mind? No. Um you won member of the month, I think it was in December. And then on the back of that I brought you a book. Did you ever yes. have you read that book yet? Just Not like, yet. I have a huge list and it's there on the list. I was just I was just wondering. I, I was gonna say how did I'm you I'm now reading Earthsea. I don't know if you read it, and it's huge, it's like this. Oh no, no, I haven't. What's it's it called? Huge. Earthsea. No, I can't. It's, like, it's um similar to Harry Potter, but not really. Um, <laughs> Nothing yeah, is the best. Know, Harry Potter, but it's nice. You love Harry Potter. It's, like, it's um, there on the list. I have to read it. I have a huge list, and my mom gives me books every day. She sends me books, names, and I'm like, come on, I don't have time for everything. <laughs> I'm gonna read it, and thank you very much for it. That's lovely. Uh, no, of course, that's no worries. You deserved it. Uh, was there any other questions that you had in mind that you wanted to ask me before? I, uh, no, nothing. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, that was a, a very fun chat. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Um, do, do you want? You don't have to, but do you want to share your social media if you want? If anyone wants to uh, find you in the back of this conversation, my Instagram, Anka Novak. Okay, uh, is it Anka Novak or Anka Novak? No idea. <laughs> I'm checking. I'm logging in now. It's Anka.Novak, yes. Okay, so I'll leave that in the I'll leave yeah, the link yeah. to that in the show notes of this podcast yeah. episode so the listener can just go in the show notes and, and find it there. But otherwise, Anka, thank you so much for coming on today. I appreciate that conversation immensely. I, and I appreciate coming on again after, like I said, that conversation in December, which didn't end up going well um, because of the food poisoning that I ended up contracting uh, having that day 
But again, thank you so much for coming on. Keep crushing your fitness journey because you're doing amazingly right now. I'm very excited for the chin-up. I know you're going to, the bodyweight chin-up that I know you're going to achieve this year. I'm very excited for your wedding that's coming up as well that we're going to keep working, you know, towards with that in mind as well throughout our fitness journey. And uh, otherwise, said listener, thank you very much for listening. Thank you. that wraps it up for another episode of the leo alves podcast i do hope you enjoyed listening to this episode if you did then please do consider sharing it with your friends family group chat or even anyone else who you know could be interested in listening to that episode otherwise if you haven't already then please do leave a five-star review on whichever platform you are listening to this on and remember all the relevant links such as the inquiry form to potentially become a keros online member my social media handles a free fat loss guide and a free workout plan are all also found in the show notes of this podcast episode as well. Otherwise, take care and I'll see you around.